One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today we have a crazy revenge story of revealing a very personal favor one person did for another. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, you're going to block my exit with your shopping cart, I'm going to block your exit with my car, and collect all the shopping carts as you sit in your car. All this happened yesterday. I live by the coastline and there's constant gusts of wind, meaning objects are being blown around. So yesterday, I decided to run to the store to grab a bunch of snacks and some drinks as I decided to chill for the weekend. Being a Saturday, such place is kind of busy and full of people. As I'm pulling into the parking lot, a couple jumps in front of me making me slam on my brakes pretty hard. I end up parking next to them at the far end of the parking lot. I grab my snacks and drinks and head out. I get at the parking and this couple is unloading their shopping and groceries from a cart to their car. As I'm pulling out of the parking by reversing, I see a shopping cart blocking the exit, meaning I have to get out and push the cart away. I get out of the cart and I look at the couple who just gives me mean looks. I stand there for 2-3 to three seconds looking at them as they're mean mugging me. This is where I get mad because next to them is a ramp where you can set the cart on the ramp and it will roll down to where the rest are stored. Also as a full grown adult I expect you to act responsible and reasonable. I get back to my car and reverse enough to block their exit, meaning they can't get out unless I exit first. I decide if I can collect and push one cart, why not take a couple more in the process? I start collecting shopping carts all around the parking and pushing them to the ramp. Set them on the hilly top ramp and watching one by one as they roll down to the storage area. At this point, the mean couple is looking at me as I walk from one end to another looking for shopping carts. At the same time, I decide to call my gaming buddy. I could have texted him later, but I had to ensure the couple didn't get a chance to talk to me, so I'm talking on the phone while pushing carts around with the wind blowing for the most part. The guy yells at me saying, buddy, move your car. And I'm like, one minute, please. To avoid confrontation, I walk to the other end of the parking lot to look for carts while I'm still on the phone. This woman comes to me and taps my shoulder saying, excuse me, sir, can you move your car? You're blocking our exit. And I'm like, sorry, just give me a minute. As I'm doing this, I'm telling my buddy what I'm doing and he's laughing and telling me how wicked I am. I collect and push carts for a good 15 minutes setting each on the ramp and watching every single one roll down as they're sitting in their car, mean mugging through their car's windows. Finally, after making sure there are no unattended carts in the parking lot, I return to my car and slowly pull away. While inside the car, I thought of going back to the store and getting more snacks as they sat in their car, but my buddy told me to let it go. They had learned their lesson. You're just lucky these people didn't freak out and have some short circuit moment of rage where they just straight up back into your car and like try to reverse it out of the way. I guess that's maybe a movie or a TV show kind of overreaction type thing that probably wouldn't happen in the real world, but you never know. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is send me an invoice. I'll pay it. Hello Reddit, this is my first post so sorry if this is too rambling. This was some years ago. My wife and I moved to a new state 
and a little under two months after moving, she ended up needing to go to the ER and ended up needing to stay in the hospital for over a week. This would be a hard time for any spouse to go through. Now, a little backstory on me before we get to the main problem. I spent a lot of time in and out of doctor's offices and hospitals due to scoliosis treatments and learning differences. My parents, mother in particular, helped me through all the surgeries and hospital visits. All the medical issues I had created a lot of trauma for me that, at the time of this story, I had not successfully worked through yet. I've now been in therapy for the last three years and I'm working through this and additional trauma. Additionally, as a graduation present, my mother purchased a new-to-me car. The vehicle and loan were in her name while it was being paid off. My wife and I drove the vehicle and had not transferred the registration to our name as of yet. This will all be relevant. Living in a major city, toll roads were unavoidable and we hadn't gotten our own toll tag yet. So in the meantime, we were going to the online portal and paying as we went. Now back to the story wife is in the hospital, so I'm not handling this very well due to my unresolved trauma. My dad was in the same city as us and came to the hospital to support me and my wife, which I really appreciated. My mother, who was in another state, had not yet reached out to me for a few days while this was all going on. She eventually did and reached out by text, saying something along the lines of, Hey OP, sorry to hear about X, hope she's okay. Along with the text, she included a photo of a bill from the toll road totaling $3.49 and said, I went ahead and paid the balance you owe the toll company. Please pay me back as soon as you can. At the time, I was so in shock about the situation with my wife that I didn't really process what was happening. So I said sure and said I'd send her the payment soon and she responded with, a check will be fine. After this, I go back to worrying about my wife and put it in the back of my head. A few days later, she's released from the hospital and given the all clear to go home. Once she's taken some time to recover and things start getting back to normal for us, I let my wife know about what my mom said and show her the text exchange. And my wife is livid. She knows how much medical stuff I went through as a kid and how difficult this was for me as well as her and she knows that my mom is well aware of all this. When she sees the total that we owe my mom, we decide that instead of sending the check, we were going to send her a card with coins in it. This was around Thanksgiving or Christmas time. Originally, we wanted to send her all pennies, however the postage was too expensive. So we opted for quarters, dimes, and nickels. We sent her the card with an enactiption along the lines of, here is what we owe you, Merry Christmas. Never heard from her once she received it, but I was told later at a family Christmas even that she called my dad about it and asked him to talk to me about this and didn't understand why I would do something like this to her. Let alone the fact that OPU never even asked her to pay that bill for them. How petty do you have to be to be like, hey listen, I know you and your wife are in the hospital and you're worried sick and you got stress. Send me a check for $3.49 when you can. Love ya. This is worse than all the times that you might go out for a friend, someone that you would willingly spot here and there for like a meal or something, and after they spot you for like some fries at a fast food place or something like that, all of a sudden you get like a Venmo request for $2.50. I mean, I'll pay it, but it's like, really? Our next story is, colleague makes me wait, I get even. I work for an airline that flies all over Asia. On one Shanghai layover trip, I was paired with a first officer, call him F.O., known to have a chip on his shoulder. He'd actually joined the airline ahead of me, but for whatever reason was still languishing in the co-pilot seat, while most of his contemporaries had already progressed to captain. 
It wasn't that he was a bad pilot, his stick and rudder skills were actually quite good, but his attitude left much to be desired. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He was known to grumble openly about still being in the co-pilot seat, blaming his failed upgrade on management pilots or instructors whom he thought had it in for him. I could sense he felt his seniority in the airline overrode the captain's authority in the flight deck. He was pushy and liked to make decisions without consultation, even if they weren't his to make. Other captains agreed with this assessment. We were on a two-night layover. The flight itself went well and we checked into the hotel just past midnight. As we headed to our rooms, he asked if I had any plans. I said I wanted to visit a far corner of the city to see the sights culminating in late lunch at a century-old restaurant known for its soup dumplings. He asked if he could go, and I said I would be happy to have him along. We agreed to meet for breakfast at 9am and leave the hotel by 10.30. 9am sharp, I was at the hotel cafe. First officer was nowhere to be found. As a courtesy, I waited 10 minutes before deciding to eat ahead. I was nearly done by the time first officer waltzed in at around 9.35. He acted as if nothing happened and I thought nothing of it. Perhaps he was just tired from our late night flight and needed to catch a few more winks. After chatting briefly over breakfast, I decided to go back to my room to get ready. We agreed to meet at the lobby at 10.30. At 10.30 sharp, I was at the lobby but first officer was nowhere to be found. He wouldn't show up for another 20 minutes, no apologies, no explanations. He just sauntered into the lobby acting as if nothing happened. I again brushed it off and went on our way. The following day, I wanted to do some shopping. Again, first officer asked to tag along, and again he was late for breakfast and the lobby meetup. At that point, the thought occurred to me, like some jerkwad who thinks showing up last makes him the most important person in the room, first officer was engaged in a deliberate power play meant to drive home the fact that I was his junior. I'm a staunch believer of the maxim, don't get mad, get even. First officer needed to be put in his place. But how? Telling him off would be too easy and too crass. I wanted to be more subtle but didn't know how yet. By mid-afternoon, we were back at the hotel, resting for our flight home. The cruise shuttle was scheduled to pick us up at 10.30pm. At around 8pm, the phone rang. It was the front desk manager relaying a message from our ground handler. Due to a weather-related delay, our departure time would be moved back two hours. This meant our hotel pickup would also be moved back two hours. I thanked the manager and was about to put the phone down when he asked, Would you like me to inform your colleague as well? At that very moment, 
a naughty little thought kernel that had been germinating in the nether regions of my consciousness exploded into full bloom. I now had my payback, and it was going to be interest-bearing. Oh, don't bother, I said. I'll call him myself. And with that, I put the phone down, reset my alarm, and went back to sleep. At 12.30 a.m. sharp, I walked into the hotel lobby. First officer was there. Had been for the past two hours. Oh, didn't anyone tell you that our flight was going to be delayed? I asked with feigned surprise. He shook his head glumly. So sorry to hear that, I said, somewhat too sympathetically. Anyway, shall we go? Shuttle's here. I turned toward the door and quickly walked away. It was all I could do to hide that diabolical grin. Honestly, I thought OP was just going to one-up them at their own game and say, okay, let's meet here at 9 o'clock. And because they always show up at 9.30 or 9.35, you just show up 30 minutes late to whatever agreed upon time. Might even just bump into each other on the elevator. Our next story is, if this does not work, then quit. So, old story and somewhat petty, but back when I was in college, I worked for the Department of Public Services. I was the jerk people hated and ticketed everyone. Anyways, I've been working at this job for 6 months minimum wage when we get a new manager. I worked this job because they worked around my class schedule. When this new manager started, they gathered us all up to say the following, Your schedules will no longer revolve around your classes. That is not how the real world works. If you have a problem with this, then you are free to quit. Proceed to working new schedule for a week and being late for my classes and thought to myself, what's the point of a job if I can't get to my classes? So I wrote up a resignation letter, emailed it to my supervisor. He was chill and was like, okay. Manager calls me and says I have to give her a minimum of two weeks notice and I can't quit. Proceed to go to the office and hand her my letter of resignation. She then tells me how unprofessional I am and how I can't use this place as a reference anymore. My response? As I recall your exact words last week, if this schedule does not work, I should quit. She then proceeds to yell at me and how dare I throw this back in her face, then how she's going to report me to the university. Well, nothing happened, and I still get a kick out of how angry she was. Thanks for listening to my story. What I never understood, at least in America, is employers who are like, you have to give two weeks notice. Like as if you are legally bound and required to give two weeks notice. If you don't show up here and work for the next two weeks, then I'm, uh, you have to do it. This next story is, I had to do something discreet to get back at my kid's stepmother for being an abusive bench. My kid's dad was verbally and emotionally abusive from before the wedding until a while after our second child turned 18, which by that time was half my life. Unfortunately, when the kids were 9 and 6, he married a woman who in some ways became even more abusive to the kids and me than he was being. I didn't want to do anything that would cause an outright war, because I always did everything I could to keep things civil for the sake of the children, and to be honest I was kind of afraid of her, as were my ex-in-laws, my kids, and according to them, also their dad to some extent. She was extremely heavy and they're religious in a sect that requires women to dress very modestly. So over a period of about six months, I ordered dozens of catalogs in her name from places that only sold petite and or really sexy clothing. Thankfully, this all happened years ago, so the other parents are long out of my life, and after enough therapy, I stopped feeling the need to mess with either of them. As for why I didn't do something more to protect my children, 
My daughter's school called CPS once because of an altercation between her dad and her when he was picking her up from school one day. He screamed at her and thrown her backpack at her, driving off and leaving her standing in the parking lot in her school uniform, a skirt, blouse, and knee socks, while it was snowing. Even though he came right back, the school wouldn't allow him to take her until the situation had been sorted. But CPS said they couldn't do anything about it unless there was proof he had directly hit her. CPS has a much higher threshold for triggering an investigation than most people think, and emotional and verbal abuse are murkier than physical abuse and harder to prove because there's no physical evidence. At one point, I did start the process of getting the kids a guardian ad litem to go to court for a change in legal custody, but they backed out because they were too afraid that the other parents would be even worse if they went to court and said they wanted to be with me full time. And they were right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It would have been worse for all of us, but I was willing to be falsely blamed for manipulating them if it meant they'd be safer. The other parents never believed that anything they were doing was a problem for the kids, and if the kids ever tried to give them feedback, they were told they were only saying that because I was brainwashing them and deliberately turning them against the other parents. Ironically, even if I had wanted to turn the kids against them, which I did not want to do, all I had to do was keep being myself and they naturally preferred me because not crazy or abusive. For years afterwards, my daughter tried to work out a mutually respectful relationship with them and finally went no contact when she realized she was never going to succeed. I mean, I get it. CPS ultimately, if they can help it, don't want to rip children away from their parents and break that relationship up. But man, does it hurt to feel like the one true resource that's meant to be there to help you had utterly failed you and your kids. This next story is park and take up four spots. Hope you didn't have to go anywhere soon. I went to the mall for a small errand and obviously it's the weekend so parking was scarce. As I'm on the search, I see two spots pretty close so I assume it's my lucky day. But as I get there, I see that a pickup has managed to take up four spots at once. If I had been in my work truck, I would have just moved on. But I happen to be in my super compact clown car that gets incredible gas mileage and will easily fit into what's left of a space behind this truck. I park and go in to do my thing, and as I walk out, I can see the owner walking around frustrated and getting closer. I can see why. Another tiny car had pulled up and upgraded my pro revenge and blocked the truck in from pulling out forward. I chuckle as I put away my one item, but as I start to get in my car, the guy throws his hands up at me and shakes his head, calling me a freaking trash hole like it was my fault he's in this situation. Just then, I realized I haven't had lunch yet, and even though the food court lines are crazy long, a pretzel would really hit the spot, so I locked my car back up and start walking back inside. At a distance, I see the guy get back out because he realized I left and start to look around to try and measure if he can shimmy his truck out. I order, eat, and take my time responding to a few texts and emails. 
I order, eat, and take my time responding to a few texts and emails, but I quickly get bored and set out to leave 6-10 to minutes later. I see my new best friend still there, resigned to his fate. This time, no eye contact is made, but I can see him watching me through the corners of his eyes and in the mirrors as he reverses almost in sync with me, and we both get on with our day. I was almost expecting to hear OP say that this guy made a 250 point turn getting out of that parking spot. If you're the kind of jerk that loves to just go and park on four spots like this, you kinda deserved it. Let alone the ones who park horizontally like this, but the ones that park horizontally also in the handicapped sections or covering a handicapped spot or two, makes you almost wish that there were police bots roaming around that could just ticket this guy instantly. Our next story is, wake me up with your alarm? Guess my day starts now too. I, 28-year-old female, live with my boyfriend, 29-year-old male, and one roommate, 35-year-old male, in a house that I own. They both work at the same company, so their workday starts at 6am. I work from home, so I sleep and get up pretty much whenever I want. It's worth noting that I'm a very light sleeper, and my boyfriend is a fairly heavy sleeper that I usually have to wake despite his alarm. My boyfriend's alarm goes off at 5.30. He usually gets dressed and heads to work by 5.40, which is fine. In those 10 minutes, I'll pack his lunch, make him coffee, and get him set up for the day. My roommate, however, has a very loud, blaring alarm that goes off every 5 minutes between 5 and 5.30, when he finally rolls out of bed and gets ready. Even on weekends, he'll sometimes let his alarm go off until 6, until it finally shuts off on its own. It's very annoying. I have no idea why he sets his alarm to be so dang loud that the whole house hears it, especially since he's also a light sleeper, supposedly, and has expressed before that me watching TV in my room at night keeps him up. Even if I close the door, if the alarm was quieter, I wouldn't care, but at that point he wakes my dogs and he's even woken my boyfriend's daughter, three-year-old female, who stays with us on occasion. Needless to say, once that first alarm goes off at five, I'm awake, and so is everyone else. I don't know if you've ever dealt with a toddler being unwillingly woken up at 5am, but it's not pretty, especially since she's usually waking up between 9.30 and 10. I've asked him a number of times if he could just turn down the alarm a little so he doesn't wake the whole house. He refuses to do so. Cue petty revenge. My wake-up routine usually involves taking a shower, then doing the dishes slash cleaning, caring for the dogs, etc. If we have the baby, I'll make breakfast and put on a show for her to watch while she wakes up. Two of my three dogs are fairly large, so they make noise when I let them out of their crates and feed them. So the past few days, I've been dragging my butt out of bed at 5 and starting my routine, none of which I do quietly. I'm awake anyway and it's my house, so I can do what I want. The toddler will usually fall asleep on the couch, even if I turn on the TV. So I put a show on for her at a normal volume at 5. My dogs are energetic, so I let them out of their crates to run around at 5. Dishes, 5 a.m., baby. TikToks in the living room, 5 again. Wake me up at 5. That's when my day will start. I haven't gotten much out of my roommate except for dirty looks and the occasional, why are you awake? To which I simply respond with, because you woke me. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. So he started to complain that I'm being petty for no reason. I again suggested for him to turn down the alarm or at least lessen the frequency, but he's refused to do so. Guess we'll all just keep waking up at 5, except for my boyfriend of course. He can sleep through virtually anything, bless his heart. I should go wake him. 
I just like the idea that OP was so dead set on getting their revenge that they forgot their boyfriend is asleep and he's just been sleeping for like days on end. Oh yeah, I should probably go wake him up. Our next story is park like a jerk. Here's a very special frosting for your classic car. Not mine, but happened on my street. I used to live in a downtown area with older buildings, narrow streets, and a lot of well-to-do people. Parking and driving was a hassle because of oversized SUVs, and especially one jerk with a classic American muscle car who just couldn't hit a parking square. Sometimes his car was a meter away from the curb, which made it a challenge to drive past with everyone's mirrors intact. I have no idea why the car wasn't plastered with parking tickets. One day, someone had had enough and crumbled a whole loaf of bread all over his car. Did I mention the street was a couple of blocks from the sea? What the seagulls and pigeons did was glorious. Some would say that OP created a whole ecosystem upon that guy's vehicle and honestly, I think we're all for the better for it. This next story is, freak you both, I'm not helping you cook. My cousin and mom have been freeloading in my house for close to 10 years now. Finally had enough of it recently, so I gave them a date to be out by. They don't cook, clean, anything. I clean the entire house minus their bed and bathrooms, and I feel like a parent when I have to nag them to clean their crap. Usually it's met with an attitude and lies to my face. I cleaned last week, I planned on doing it next week. The kicker is my mom decided to stop raising my baby brother, who also lives with me. So I have to cook, clean, teach him how to drive, everything without her help. Sucks butt because she's still his guardian and I have to get her to sign paperwork which is like pulling teeth. The only time she does anything for him is his birthday where she wants us to throw a party so she can parade around and brag about how good of a parent she is. This year, my fiancé and I cooked a few dishes and decorated the whole house and made a cake from scratch. My mom and cousin bought catering and was making egg rolls. After I finished everything I wanted to do, I sat down and they stared at me and asked, You want to help us? Freak no, freak the both of you. They said, oh, okay. Then they continued to do what they were doing, whining about how late they'll have to stay up and how early they had to wake up the next day to get the cater. They ended up getting like three to four hours of sleep, which was nice because they were tired during the party. The last year they stayed up all night after the party getting drunk and inviting their own friends over. This is just letting them experience the consequence of their actions. This is just what they deserved. It's not even revenge, really. It sure does feel good, though, being able to look them in the eyes and say, freak no, good luck. Our next story is, interrupt my drying to put in your underwear? Find them dripping wet in the dryer. I live in an apartment complex where the laundry room is on the bottom floor and you have to pay to wash and dry. I live with my sisters, so it costs us about $20 every time we do the laundry. There are only three washing machines and three dryers, and we use all three when we wash and dry. We tend to do our laundry in the evenings when the laundry room is free, and we time the washing and drying so that no one is waiting for us to remove our clothes to use the machines. We recently noticed that any time we finish our laundry, we'd find among our clothes underwear and or socks that don't belong to us. Initially, we thought we'd accidentally taken them, but my older sister said that she thought people were interrupting the dryers to add their own stuff. If you open the dryer doors and close them again, they continue running. We finished our laundry not too long ago and went to get the clothes after they were done drying. My older sister opened the dryer and we immediately saw what was clearly a man's underwear among our stuff. It wasn't there when we started the dryer, so it was clear he had interrupted the dryer to put it in. 
My younger sister was really ticked because we didn't know who this person was, and we most certainly did not give him permission to dry his underwear with our clothes. We managed to convince her to not toss the underwear into the lint disposal bin. Since the underwear was dry, my sister said to wet it instead, so my older sister soaked it with water and put it back in the now empty dryer. We left the laundry room after that, but I wish I could see his face when he comes back to meet his wet underwear. I can't tell you how grossed out I would be, especially because like, how do you guarantee that it came out of the washer first when it got into the dryer? Was this guy hoping to just beat everybody back and pick out their underwear amongst everybody else's clothes? Not only is it disgusting that his clothes are in there, it's slightly invasive that he's snooping through all of your clothes to get his underwear out. Honestly, if anything, maybe this guy's a creep. Our next story is, you had to go there, okay. Back in my senior year in high school, one of my friends was dating this girl, let's call her C. My friend called me in a panic one night. C is pregnant, but I don't have any money to pay for an abortion. Can you please help me out? I worked throughout high school and saved quite a bit of money. I said, of course, definitely, whatever you need, my dude. I soon handed him the money, much to his relief. I never talked to him about it again. And honor forbade that I mention it to C. C was my friend also, or so I thought. A year later, after graduating, my friend and C are still going out. One night they asked me to go on a double date with a close friend of C's, let's call her L. We hit it off and started dating. Soon though, it was apparent that L was losing interest in me. Okay, no big deal, let's talk about it like rational people. If it's not working for her, then no problem. But L was the type of person that was emotionally immature and thought that breakups needed to be hostile confrontations. During the conversation, L said to me, you know, C told me that I could do a lot better than you. By this time, my friend and C had broken up. In my head, I'm thinking, I've been working my butt off throughout high school and was in my first semester of pre-med slash biology at university. I care about my friends. I'm a caring and thoughtful person. Maybe L could do better. Heck, I'm not going to pat my ego on the back. But how would C feel right now being an unwed mother of an infant? So in a moment of anger, I said to L, tell C that I paid for her abortion. Exeunt. I mean, if you're going to talk crap about somebody behind their back that doesn't even deserve it, I think it's more than fair to reveal that, hey, you know about some skeletons in their closet, so shut up and next time, think twice about talking about people behind their back. This next story is, oops, all the pics are gone. I didn't do this, but know who did. A friend of mine was looking through files on his PC and saw an iCloud account he didn't recognize, so he asked me, since I sometimes use his PC to print things, I don't own a printer, I didn't recognize the account, so when we clicked on it, the password was saved on the PC, he realized it was his exes who also used to occasionally use his PC. It was all of her photos, including pics of her with the guy she cheated with and left him for, so... He deleted them, but not just from iCloud. He selected deletion from all devices. A message came up that the photos could only be undeleted within 30 days. I don't know if she noticed their absence in time to restore them, but I'm guessing they're gone for good. Well, I guess it probably depends on how much of a narcissist they are that they have to scroll back through all of their selfies and catalog all of them and look through them all the time. Honestly, I'm willing to bet that given a month, If they're somebody that took pictures enough to have this iCloud saved on their ex's computer, they probably did notice. It's just, 
Did they know how to undelete them? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.